Previously on Return Home. My name is Jonathan Barker. After five years away, I returned to my hometown of Melancholy Falls after receiving a mysterious phone call. Oh, Jonathan. Return home. Along with my best friends, Buddy and Amy, I found that larger forces were at play. I was a pawn for the Society of Shadows in their fight against the coming darkness. Serve the shadows. So far, our encounters with the problems of Melancholy Falls have been less than normal. But something's been going on in the background for months, and we just didn't realize how important it was about to become. We had reports of illegal notices on telephone poles along Main Street reading, Bijou is coming. Something is coming. Something big. I just hope we're prepared for it. We don't know what comes next, but we do know that we're in this together. Seriously, we just became an episode of Scooby-Doo. It is now time to return home. At this point in my life, I had been to enough city council meetings to know that, when an emergency one was called, it was best to hightail it over to City Hall and see what was going on. As soon as I received the text message this morning, I went to wake up Buddy to head over with me. However, he must have spent the night out with DW because he wasn't at home. Instead, I met up with Amy on the way over, and we went together. We haven't had an emergency meeting in a long time. I wonder what's going on. I don't know, but from the looks of it, the entire town is here. It must be important. And after everything that's happened so far, they thought it was important enough to gather us all in one place? Sounds like a recipe for disaster. (laughs) Who are we to question the authority of the city council and Mayor Norma Jean May? I mean, she is a vengeful wraith after all. (laughs) Oh, of course. Makes her perfectly suited for the job. We filed into the city council chambers along with everyone else and managed to grab a seat up front before they were gone. I took a look around and saw many folks we've already had encounters with. Carlton Mendelssohn... Dolores Geddesen, who was still holding her stuffed giraffe, and even Big Joan. Wow, you weren't kidding. Everyone is here. Except for Buddy. Did you text him and tell him where we were? Of course, but I didn't hear back from him yet. Don't worry about it. He's a big boy, he could take care of himself. Oh, I'm not worried about him, really. I'm just more concerned about what this is all about. The meeting? No, I I mean life in general. Why are we even here? What's the point of it all? Yes, of course I mean the meeting. (laughs) All right there, smartass. Quiet down. Looks like they're about to start. Order! Order! We'd like to start this emergency meeting. As always, I am Victor Bolvin, head of the city council, sitting in for Mayor Norma Jean May, as she is currently banished to the nether realm until she stops trying to kill Zane Sanguine. Hear, hear! As this meeting was called using emergency procedures, I suppose we will skip the usual reading of the minutes. Let us begin. Mr. Sanguine? Yes. Proceed. Proceed? Proceed with what? Uh, With the emergency meeting. I don't know what it's about. I came just as I got the text message. I didn't call for it. You didn't? No, didn't you? Uh, Well, no, I didn't. I just assumed it was you. Certainly not. 
What about you, dutiful plebeians? Zane looked to the rest of the city council, all of which shook their heads no. Well, that's certainly strange. Well, if I didn't call for it, and if none of you called for it, then who did? From the back of the room, a tiny voice called out. Everyone turned their heads at once to look for the source. At first, none of us were able to locate it. That is, until it called out again. I'm down here, you ginormous nincompoops! Focusing toward the ground, which took some of our taller residents a few more moments, we noticed a large group of tiny people in the doorway. None of them were more than six inches tall, but there were at least a hundred of them filing into the main room, with even more of them out in the hallway. They all wore these dirty, natural garments as if they'd been living in the forest for decades. The one in the very front of the group seemed to be their leader, or at least their agreed-upon speaker. He began to walk toward the city council, the rest of his group following behind him. By the time they reached the front of the room, the lot of them stretched down the chambers, well past the doorway, and all the way out into the hall. There had to be at least a thousand of them. Well, this is highly unusual. Who are you? And who do you think you are, calling an emergency meeting like this? We are the Bazoo! Bazoo! The what? I think he said Bazoo. Hmm, that word seems familiar. Bijou. Bijou. Will you stop saying Bajou? Wait a moment. Are you the ones responsible for continuing to put up those signs around town, exclaiming, Bijou is coming? Bijou! Oh, so you did see them! Might we ask? Why have you been littering our town with your propaganda? It was not propaganda! It was a warning! A warning from the Bazoo! Well, didn't see this one coming. And who are Bazoo? The Bazoo are a proud and noble race. We have inhabited the forests and the underground dwellings of this town for millennia. But when your kind, the ginormous Lincoln Poops, uh, please don't tell me that is what they call us, came to our land, we retreated. We no longer had free reign of our lands, of our waters, of anything. But being as your race is so big, we retreated into the shadows, leaving it obscurity for years, hiding from plain sight. Because you took over what was once ours! Hey, sorry to, to butt in here, but did you ever try to contact them to let them know that it belongs to you first and see if you can maybe work something out? I mean, historically speaking, it doesn't usually work out well for the natives, but this town is different from everywhere else, so hey, you never know. Once. Just once. And it ended quite tragically. What happened? We sent our biggest, most ferocious warrior, Bazoo, to make contact with your kind in hopes to come to some sort of agreement. Alas, he was never heard from again. At least, not by us. Rumor has it that he integrated into your society and now goes by the name Peter Dinklage. Oh, for elder God's sakes. But now we have devised a new plan. Too long we have lived in the shadows, in hiding, having to fend for ourselves. We wish to reclaim our land, what is rightfully ours, and for the Bazoo to rise again! And 
And you will rise again by plastering our town with posters? No, you female ginormous nincompoop! That was just phase one of our plan! To warn you of our impending return! You guys are too big on the element of surprise, are you? Phase two was to gather you all in one place so we could reveal ourselves dramatically! Well, that part of the plan certainly worked. And then what? And then we destroyed you all! Why are they yelling? He didn't even say Bajou that time. I think that one was more for a dramatic effect. Oh, good point. So, what do you think we should do about this? I don't know. Did Buddy write you back yet? Maybe he can help. Not yet. I haven't heard from him. Guess we're on our own for now. At the very least, write him and tell him what's going on so he doesn't get stuck in this mess too. Good thinking. Fine, fine. All well and good, of course, but we have had many threats to our town over the years. Just how do you plan to destroy us? If it's by annoyingly shouting the same word over and over again, it's working. We have spent many years constructing a device from all natural resources that will be the instrument of your destruction. We bazoo! are a talented people. Unlike you ginormous nincompoops, we have learned to live off the land, and the land provides for us. And just where is this cute little instrument of death? Bring in the bazoo! I think you guys need to expand your vocabulary a little bit. I feel like they stole that from the Smurfs. From the back of the room, something rolled forward on a tiny cart, propelled by the rest of the bazoo. By the time it reached us, we can see it looked like something out of Buck Rogers, some sort of futuristic ray gun of sorts, and it looked to be about the same size. As far as death threats go, it really wasn't all that menacing. That's kind of badass, I'm not gonna lie. And how will that tiny thing even come close to harming us? I mean, look at it, it's adorable. Behold, the power of the bazoo! The leader of the bazoo signaled the others, and three of them took action. Two of them pointed the barrel of the ray gun toward the far wall, while another readied the trigger. When the leader gave the signal, the weapon was fired. The entire left-hand wall of the council chambers glowed blue for a moment, with what seemed to be lines of power zipping up the wall. Then, a loud rumble was felt beneath our feet as the entire marble wall collapsed in an instant, revealing the outside. Though it was small, the weapon was obviously capable of the destruction they claimed. Oh, Smurf. You see? Our weapon is ready to take back what is rightfully ours and bring this town trembling to its knees! This is not good. So not good. We need to stop this. Oh, yeah. Right. Let them point that thing in your direction and see how fast that helps. The only way to begin is to take out those in power. And so, we start with the city council! The Bajou began to turn their weapon and pointed toward the city council to make good on their plan. However, just before all panic was about to erupt in the council chambers, a voice was heard from just outside. Wait, don't start without me. Buddy made his way into the room from the doorway, quickly trying to navigate through the horde of Bajou who were taking up every available space on the floor. Excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, coming through, just gotta make my way up there. Buddy, be careful! These guys are- Oh, I know, traffic was horrible, but I got the text about the sorry, excuse me, me and left DWs immediately. I love your blouse, but then my phone died on the way over. Sorry, coming through, so I couldn't tell you I was going to be late. Um, buddy, we're kind of in the middle of a thing right now with these guys. And you would not believe the night I had. Just let me squeeze through here. First, we had reservations at this place that DW was raving about. Can you just move over to the left for a second? Thanks. Is he really that ignorant to what is happening right now? I mean... 
Really? They claimed that they didn't have us down, so we had to wait for 45 minutes. Hi there, nice to see you. And by then, we were starving. No, what? Buddy, watch out. You're going to. No, you're going to present. What is everyone so. Oh! Buddy tripped over a few of the bijou, causing them to fall on the ground in front of us, directly onto their weapon, crushing it instantly. No! Oh my god, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Were you guys using that? Here, let me see. It probably still works, right? Buddy grabbed the mangled piece of their weapon from underneath him and began to hit the trigger. You're ginormous, Nickaboop! You destroyed the bazoo! I will pay for that, I swear. Yes, you will! You will pay! You all will pay! Do you hear me? Uh, yeah, you're shouting, but actually it's kind of adorable. Well, in that case, I assume this meeting is no longer necessary then. We will be back, Melancholy Falls. Do you hear me? We will be back! <laughs> Bazoo! The Bijou all turned tail and ran out then, hundreds of thousands of them streaming out the door and the now-missing wall of the city council chambers. It didn't take long for them to disappear from sight and for the crowd to go back about their business. Jeez, what was that guy so worked up about? I said I was sorry. Mr. Nutters, you unknowingly somehow saved the day, despite your buffoonery. Huh? What did I miss? You know what? Don't worry about it. We'll explain later. In that case, I hereby declare this meeting over. You are all dismissed, thank you. Seriously? What happened? Did I do something? I mean, he's right. You did save the day. And probably with the easiest win we've ever had. Who knew clumsiness could be a virtue here? How? Forget it. Why don't you just tell us about the date? Oh my god, you'll never believe it. So, we finally sit down to order, and then our waiter, you'll never believe this, he looks exactly like Lou Bega. So here we are at this fancy restaurant, and the waiter looks exactly like both of our favorite singer. So, while we're ordering, we are dropping hints. Like, you know, just joking to ourselves to allude that this guy looks like Lou Bega. But he wasn't picking up what we were putting down. And then finally, DW just bursts out into song. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. And I am just dying. Return Home, Episode 10, Small Wonder. It was written by Jeff Heimbuck and produced by Andrew Taylor and Jeff Heimbuck. It featured the vocal talents of Alyssa Retorno, BJ Grip, Cleve Nettles, Forrest Orta, and Jeff Heimbuck. The original musical score was by Corey Celeste. You can find out more about the show and find Return Home merchandise by visiting our website at returnhomepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash returnhomepodcast, on Twitter at returnhomeshow, and on Tumblr at returnhomepodcast. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a review on iTunes or contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash returnhomepodcast. Questions? Comments? Bajou? Send us an email at returnhomepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, pleasant dreams.